We're two minutes late, Beth. Okay. Would you imagine if I was that like this when you were taking your notes? I wish you would. Say hello. Hello. Thank you for last night's worship and adoration. Well, I actually <laughs> want to apologize to you in advance because I think it's just a message we the need same to talk. hear again and again. Given the you same talk, be? you guys, I am limited. I don't know if you watched last week. I am weak. I am limited. I've only got so many things that the Lord is working on in me at he's a time. Not, he's you know? not. He's not. He's not. He is not limited, but I am. Hey, let's um, let's hop on Facebook as well, and I'll give a little talk. Jesus will show up like He does. I'm Beth Davis and welcome to Teachable Tuesday. I am so happy to be here with you and to share a bit of what God has been doing in my heart, what God is teaching me and pass on all of that goodness and grace to you. So let's pray. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Lord, we breathe in your presence. Thank you for who you are and how you love. Would you come and uh, renew and restore our vision today, God? We want to see with the eyes of faith. We want to see your face. We want to see what you're doing, God, and not trust our own natural sight, not trust our circumstances. We want to trust you more and more. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I've shared before that I love to pray on planes. There is something about just being up, off the ground. You get a new perspective, right? You see things from a distance. It helps, right, sometimes to step back and to just get that bird's eye view. And I love to pray from that place with that perspective. And I had this really sweet, kind of funny moment with the Lord when I was on a flight recently. I looked out, I always love to sit by the window so I can see the view, listen to my worship music, and just be with the Lord, right? And I was looking out, just enjoying the beautiful view. And as I looked down, all of the earth was covered with clouds. I had no idea where we were. In fact, I even took a picture at one point because I just wondered, I didn't have that fancy flight tracker. I wondered, where are we right now? Over America. So I took a picture and I was counting on my iPhone to give me the location. And I was just enjoying the peace the beauty, the brightness, the clarity of just those brilliant white clouds covering the earth. I had no idea where we were. I was just looking out and enjoying the view. And above me, this beautiful bright blue sky. And it's so picturesque, right? My feels like my um, phone camera roll is like all just pictures of out my airplane window. <laughs> so I was looking out, enjoying that, just thinking about the Lord. I had my Bible open and the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, you're not mad at the pilot when you can't see where you are or where you're going. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> the Lord said, you're not mad at the pilot when you can't see where you are or where you're going. And he was right. <laughs> I was guilty as charged. When I'm on a plane and the clouds are covering the earth and I have no sense of where we are in the world, I, I know vaguely where we're going, but not how long it's gonna take to get there, right? Or, or what it's gonna be like when I get there. I, I have that idea intellectually in my mind, but I am laid back and relaxed. 
I'm enjoying the ride. I'm praying, I feel free. It's so beautiful. I am perfectly at peace because I know that I'm safe in the pilot's hands. I trust that even if I don't know where we are or where we're going, or how long it's gonna take to get there, the pilot knows. I had to chuckle with the Lord because I don't have that same trust or posture when it comes to my own life, especially my spiritual life, right? I want to know exactly what's going on. I wanna know exactly where we're going and when we're gonna get there, what to expect when we get there, right? I want to control, I want to know, I, I want to have answers a timeline, a plan. And this is even more true in my life when it comes to people that I love. The higher the stakes are, the more I try to control when it comes to my loved ones, right? I definitely need details here. When it comes to my finances, when it comes to a deadline, it comes to health and things are so out of control and maybe there are conflicting reports, right? We really want to get as much information as we can. We're on Google all night. We're calling friends. We're reading message boards. We just want to know. We want to control. We want to anticipate what's going to happen. But the thing is with the Lord, you can seldom know what he's up to, especially in the moment. He seldom gives us a heads up and there's a reason, a merciful, loving reason that God doesn't allow us to see things all at once. You know, this Sunday at mass, I was really struck by the first reading and maybe you were too, by that particular line, my ways are not your ways. My ways are to see and to know and to control, right? God's ways are different. They are higher. His perspective is different. I want to give you a little glimpse of Jesus having different ways than we have, using different means than we would use. And I want to ask you to flip to the Gospel of Mark chapter 8. There's an incredible story of a healing in Mark chapter 8, and it's unique to the other healings. It's the story of the blind man in Bethsaida. Starting at verse 22, it says, they came to Bethsaida. Some people brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. And when he had put saliva on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, can you see anything? And the man looked up and said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again. And he looked intently and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Now, that gospel was really a puzzlement to me. It was really a source of frustration for me. Jesus could have healed him the first time. Jesus had the power to heal him. He clearly had the intention to heal him. So why? Why did it take two rounds? Why did he reveal that the healing was coming? Reveal that sight was going to be restored, but not quite close the deal. Why did it take two times for Jesus to fully restore this man? And as I sat and as I wrestled with this idea of vision and, and sight and this seemingly false start to healing that Jesus gives this man in Mark 8, the Lord uh, revealed something to me. The Lord spoke a, a deep truth that resonated with my own experience. Sometimes you don't get to see it all at once. 
sometimes we don't get to see the whole plan. And isn't it so exciting and fun and encouraging when we get to see glimpses, right? When we sense God's activity in our lives, when we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, when things start to come together in our prayer, in our lives, in the lives of our loved ones, our faith is enriched and emboldened. And yet, many times we still don't get to see the whole picture. We don't get to see it all at once. Many times we are stuck in this middle place of Jesus revealing who he is, what he's capable of, what he wants for us, what he wants to give us and do for us, who he wants to be for us. We're stuck between that and seeing it come completely to fruition. We're stuck between the revelation and the restoration. I think for many of us, we're stuck in that middle place in the year 2020. But my friend, I want to ask you to apply that, that same line of thinking, that same blind trust that we have in our airplane pilot, in our weatherman, in our mailman, right? I want to apply that, that same very natural trust that we have with these other people to the Lord. Let's give him some credit. We feel safe in their hands. And my friend, you are safe in the hands of God. You are safe in the hands of a father who loves you perfectly. He doesn't just love you enough to give you what you want. He loves you in such a way, in such an extravagant and detailed way that he wants to give you what's best. He's playing the long game here. He's revealing his love and his mercy, his thoughtfulness over the long haul. If you're stuck in that middle place, right? If you can't see everything clearly right now, it doesn't mean that he's forgotten about you. It doesn't mean that he messed up. It doesn't mean that he's not going to finish or come through. It just means that we can't yet see it. The Lord is playing a long game. And listen, he's not playing a game with your life, but I'm saying he has that sight that vision for your life, a good plan for your life, a future full of hope, as the prophet Jeremiah says. Many times, it doesn't feel very hopeful to be in that middle place, right? Many times, we feel like we're coming to the brink, right? He brings us to the end of ourselves, kind of like the Israelites as they approach the shores of the Red Sea. They're being pursued by the Egyptians, and they're going to take them back into captivity. If they go back, they'll die. But on the shores of the sea, if they move Move forward they will surely die and many times we have Red Sea moments in our lives we feel like if we go forward there's no way we'll drown we'll die but there's no going back and yet many times the Lord brings us to this place he brings us to the brink so that something in us will die not so that we will die but so that something old and fallen will die. My friend Father Burns brought this realization to my mind and it, it imbued me with so much courage. He said, when the Lord brings us to the brink, it's because he wants something old and fallen to die within us. And many times that thing is self-reliance. You see, when we can see the whole picture, when we're in control, when we have a plan or a timeline, right? We're relying on ourselves, but that's disordered. That's the old man, the old way of thinking. God is inviting us to trust him with childlike dependence, to look to him as our father, to provide for us, to delight us, to take care of every detail because that's who he wants to be to you. He wants to be your rescuer, your savior, your Messiah, your father. He wants to help you in the everyday daily duties and he wants to help you with the big vision plans for your future. 
He wants to be everything to you. But in order to be that, in order for us to learn to rely on him with that level of trust, we have to break this self-reliance within us. We have to begin to believe that the God who sees all, the God who sees all, who holds us, who holds our loved ones, who holds our future in his capable hands, that we are safe with him. We have to believe that we're safe in the hands of the Father, the same way we're safe in the hands of the pilot. So I wanna give you an experience right now in prayer of not seeing and yet feeling safe. Not seeing and yet being safe. So I wanna ask you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine standing on the peak of a mountain, a beautiful, pristine, maybe snow-capped mountain. The air is crisp and cool. The sky is that brilliant blue we talked about. And below us, the earth is covered with clouds. Our view is occluded by clouds, a thick blanket of clouds, and yet they're brilliant and they're white. There's something so peaceful and gentle about this view. And standing beside you is Jesus. Jesus is with you on that mountaintop. Jesus is looking out at that same view and yet he's smiling. My friend, it doesn't matter that we can't see what's going on beneath the clouds because we can see Jesus and he has perfect vision. So look to Jesus. What does he want to show you? How does he want to lead you? What does he want to tell you when you can't see? I want you to see clearly his smile his confidence, his joy, his expectation for your life. He has a plan. He knows where you're going. It's enough that we know that he knows where he's going. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you for meeting us in our blindness, in our frustration. Thank you that you're giving us new perspective today, that you have set before us new horizons, that there's a new beginning coming. And Jesus, we are determined to set out in that new beginning full of trust full of faith, full of hope in you, not in the destination, but in you. Thank you that you've taken care of every detail. And Lord, we don't have to see right now, but help us to see you. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus. Help us to enjoy the view. We pray this in your name. Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, my friends. I'm praying for you. Talk to you later. Bye.